0: You get these questions a lot. Where are you from? And what do you do? That's what you get asked, right? Meeting someone new if you're at a party or maybe on your dating profile. So why not just tell the world? We just launched a brand new online store that tells people where you're from and what you do. It has all 50 U.S. states and some countries represented with physical therapist gear at ptpincast.com. A stainless steel tumbler for a PT in Tennessee? Check. South Carolina PT t-shirts? double check face masks for a florida pt yeah we got that great gear for life all with your profession and the home state on it great gifts for yourself a colleague a clinical instructor a student all now at ptpinecast.com we talk pt drink beer and record it this is the pt pinecast all right welcome to the podcast before we get started uh, do want to say thanks to our sponsors keeping us on the air first and foremost. Been for a while now, most of this year. Uh, CBD RX for you, your CBD store. We always say get the ABCs of CBD at cbdrxforyou.com. If your patients are taking this over the counter, they're taking this for health, wellness, whatever, sleep. They're taking it because their friends are taking it. People do that. Uh, You need to know how it's going to affect their course of treatment. Get the ABCs of CBD online at cbdrx4u.com. And a new sponsor. Yeah. New sponsor coming in right now. Uh, Question, has your EMR cost just grown out of control? Has your current EMR hit a wall? Like maybe it's from like 2007 when smartphones weren't really a thing. Or how about those one-size-fits-all EMRs just suck? and waste your time well it's time for something better and that better is customizable and it's called mw therapy take a demo now at mwtherapy.com that's mwtherapy.com we're switching over to something better is easy got a great uh, episode for you tonight excited to have this guy on finally we're going to talk we're going to use these terms upstream we always say hey, we need to work upstream all right we need to work further upstream preventative care we'll talk about what does it mean maybe some of you don't know i don't want to skip ahead i want to make sure you get the the clear definition of upstream why you need to be there and then how you can get there effectively and efficiently let's get to the episode let's kick this thing off All right. Welcome to PT Pinecast. We like to say great physical therapy conversations on tap. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the uh, the show. Never miss an informative episode. It's, uh, it's free on all those podcast uh, outlets, iTunes, Google, Spotify, the whole nine. Uh, on the socials, actually, too, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at PT Pinecast. Make sure you jump on there, as well as the website, ptpinecast.com, where you can support the show. Supporting the store, you can get items like this. I'm referencing to the podcast audience. You can't see it. If you can't see it and you're listening to the podcast, what is he holding up? Maybe you should go to the website at ptpinecast.com. See what I did there? Radio Segway. Uh, our guest tonight at PT is passionate about moving upstream. But what does that mean? He does it to improve health equity as he educates his community about ways to improve the trajectory of local health. That's what you all do as clinicians, right? You all work locally. Uh, He's the owner of Jersey Physical Therapy, a mentor through Navigate Your Pain, and an active member in the Academy of Prevention and Health Promotion Therapies. Let's bring him on the show, Mark Rubenstein. Mark, welcome to the program.
1: Hey, Jimmy. I am thrilled to be here with you tonight. Um, I I love listening to your podcast, and uh, I'm just excited to be here and, and have a conversation with you and a few others, I think.
0: I love that. So, I right, would get the hard stuff out of the way first, Mark. First yeah. question is always the hardest. What are we drinking tonight?
1: Okay. So number one, we have to start with what are we drinking in what glass are we drinking? In, okay. The glass is a 52 believe glass supporting your buddy and mine. Cause Jimmy and I both have an affection for uh, Eric Legrand. Um, Uh, As you know, I am a big Rutgers supporter, and I am a big Eric LeGrand supporter. So anything he does, I am behind 110%. And um, I believe this was a bar in Asbury. Um, No, no, not Asbury. um, It was somewhere down the shore. I will tell you what it was. But I went down just to get – I had ordered these glasses. I drove down, got the glasses. I think I had my kids in the car. Got some beer. It was like a long trek, but I was like, man, I got to support this guy. And, and
0: Dedication.
1: It, dedication. And so the, the glass is from, I'll tell you where, but I, I forget right now. But Old Heights, it's a wheat beer. Old Heights is Heightstown, New Jersey. It's my favorite local. I'm not a big drinker, I'm going to tell you. Like, I have one of these and I'm good. All right, good. But I, like but I, I enjoy a good beer. And this this place has fresh you know good flavors they're nice people small business all the things that I can get behind and when I like to have a beer old heights is the place so
0: I like it well Iowa. i'll cheers to you for coming on the show finally we get you on here cheers. i am having a slightly mighty local ipa from dogfish head so cheers nice
1: cheers buddy
0: and if people want to support eric legrand he actually is also opened up Uh, A coffee shop, the guy, he's gone from, uh, you know, just beer glasses and everything, Uh, a television reporter, as well as being an advocate for Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation and helping support the spinal cord injury community. Uh, Now opening a coffee shop, you can support Eric and get things like that glass. He's got his own shop. He's got his role model, R-O-L-L model, uh, 5-2 t-shirt, his website, ericlegrand.com. Five two. We gotta get Eric back on the show soon because he's. I feel like every six seven months he's launching something. The guy is always yes. doing something. He's, so he's I mean.
1: actually getting into beer now too. So go to the Grand Coffee House. Yeah, but that, and he's opening his brick and mortar in Woodbridge. So we'll have to meet there for a coffee one day. I like it. And Boleros is it's Bolero Snort beer? Bolero. I'm I'm butchering it. But Bolero just had a. Um, they have an Eric Grand beer now. So I'm telling you, he is getting into. Di- everything and uh he's doing
0: great so he's a hustler Hustle. All right, Mark. In, in the intro to the show i mentioned uh one of these words and i remember hearing it in pt school and it's one of those words where it's like you use it so much does it lose its meaning or or are we are we getting ambiguous with the term and especially in healthcare, we like to say listen what we do here can help we gotta we gotta, we gotta move further upstream 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 so mm-hmm. i want to start with The word upstream, when I use it in a healthcare context, Mm -hmm. you describe to people what that means.
1: Okay. So before I give you my, my, my definition, you know, off the cuff of what upstream is, I'm going to tell you a story that made me want to do this work and get upstream. And I remember it like it was yesterday. I would say at this point, it was probably six years ago at a private practice conference in Florida, walking. I believe it was down an elevator, which is ironic because we're talking about upstream with a friend, a good friend and mentor, Mike Eisenhart. Yeah. And he made a comment to me that stuck with me for a long time. He said, I know I'm doing a good job when people are staying out of my clinic. And I like I I was a new I was a practice owner for probably uh, maybe even eight to 10 years at that point. And I was like, wow, like that, like hit me like a brick. And I was like, what does that mean? you know, I I was questioning everything I knew. And I said, I'm I'm not going to have patience, this and that. And the more I I started delving in and learning and listening and talking to people a lot smarter than me, I, I started realizing that this kind of was where I wanted to go. I wanted to head, you know, upstream because, you know, being in a private practice outpatient clinic, you know, we were seeing mostly, you know, what we call secondary prevention when, Patients already have a problem that's already developed, and as we all know, time is a huge factor in in outcomes and um, and uh, and in, in in any of this stuff. And um, essentially, you know, um, I just lost my train of thought. Sorry, the beer's already hitting. Um, but yeah, so essentially, you know, the time is such an important factor in in what we do and that I was doing the secondary prevention work and and seeing people when they already had multiple chronic illnesses, uh, challenging lifestyle behaviors, um, and musculoskeletal diagnoses for the most part. right? Right. So, so, um, the more, you know, that I started getting into this stuff, you know, uh, I started, you know, realizing that, you know, many things can be prevented, whether we're talking about chronic disease or MSK, like injuries will happen, but many things can be prevented through, through lifestyle change. And there was one quote that stuck with me and then I'll get you to my definition was 70% of chronic diseases can be prevented through lifestyle change. I was like, Whoa, that like hit me like a ton of bricks too. You know, um, 70% of, of, of millions of people suffering with these illnesses. So, so that stuck with me. So, um, so upstream to me is, is working with people as early as possible to promote health, promote health equity, to, um, empower people to live healthier lives, to get to them before these problems develop, fester, grow. And, um, and and upstream is a variety. It's a huge gamut. It's not just, you know, I, you know, I, I could work with a patient and that currently has back pain and educate them about maybe a variety of health behaviors. And that's upstream because it might prevent their next problem because maybe they're going to start getting on a healthy. Sure. So, so it's just moving as far up as possible. Promoting health when possible to make people live, you know, the best version of themselves essentially so
0: So that's the direction of upstream. How do we, you know, in terms of prevention in terms of what can I do that can prevent increased pain, loss of function, loss of time, work, increased healthcare costs. How do I get further up that line to prevent those things downstream? So now we know which direction, uh, the streams are. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, and, and it's complicated. This is a complex conversation. It's a complex, and there's a complex issues, you know, if we really want to get upstream, you know, you know, we need money. We need It's an economic issue. Health sure. is, you know, we know health is determined by our zip code. Right. So, you know, we have to change and, and kind of invest in health in, in these communities and all over the place so that healthy, healthy choice is an easy choice. Right now, it's hard to be healthy. You know, go ahead, Joe. Go
0: ahead. I was going to say, how do we do this? Because, mm-hmm. you know, this this is my, def, my working definition of upstream as well, which is how do we get before the problem? You know, that moment exactly. when you're with a patient in clinic and you say, if I only saw you six months ago, this wouldn't have been this. Yeah. How do we do that? Because right now, as we have the state of, of physical therapy, a lot of times we are an afterthought, right? Sometimes we're, we're a referral from a, a physician colleague, and that's fine. How do we put ourselves in that position? How do we get out of the stream, run along the shore, get further upstream, and then jump back in? How do we do that with perception or, and as you mentioned, the financial cost, it takes money to do that. So right now it's, you know, fee for service Is we're saying, mm-hmm. hey, listen, come on in and that's how we get paid. It's against my nature. If I'm a greedy, I'm using air quotes here, clinic owner, I don't want you necessarily to get better faster. How does that help me? You know, I want that $60 copay mm-hmm. 10 times instead of four times. That makes me a little bit more money. I'm sustainable. I mean, it feels like the system, the stream is a little set up right now, not in favor of this. I'd like to see it set up in this favor.
1: Yes. yes. So, so you're absolutely right. And this is, this is something that I feel like we all need to get behind. And the point is, is that we can practice as physical therapists in so many different ways. Right. And, and many times, yes, we are waiting for people to come into the office, you know, but I'm going to pose a couple of things uh, um, to you. One of them is, you know, it's it's all about relationships. It's all about social connection. And it's all about trust. So, you know, I've been fortunate, you know, to be in business in my physical therapy practice for, we're going on, it's going to be 19 years in a couple of months. So very fortunate. One of the most important reasons for that is the relationships that I've built through the years. And I think if we want to practice differently, if we want to get upstream, we need to, to, you know, to really leverage those relationships. And it's, it starts with that first conversation, quite honestly, when that, when you meet that person for the first time, and then you build that trust and you say, listen, you know, when you have, you know, first of all, I have a couple of things. Number one is I like to engage with people before they, you know, if I could take my whole practice and just work with people, before they have problems i do that in a heartbeat and i tell them that so you know and and when you know i say listen you know this course of care is done but how can i support you in being healthy like sure and there's a lot of different ways to do that and and with a, a number of my clients we're we're doing that and we're keeping that relationship now it's not a three times a week multiple this is this many times it's once a month having that consult and and essentially it's health coaching it's it's talking to them about, you know, how do, we, how do we help you reach your goals? It's not what I think. I'm not fixing you. I'm not telling you where to go. I'm listening to you and kind of being, being a coach, being a supporter in that journey, in that health journey to help you basically stay out of the healthcare system. So, So I think that's number one. And number two is this is the whole thing behind Navigate Your Pain, which right now I didn't even have a chance to talk to you. It's now Navigate Health. That's where we've taken it because we always believe that if you really want to get towards pain, if you really want to get upstream with pain, you are promoting health. Everything we know about pain, we know that when you're living healthy behaviors, you're sleeping well, you're managing your stress, you're moving, less likely to get pain, less likely to get chronic pain. So my challenge to PTs out there is how do we, you know, you know, I saw this need of We need to be in the triage space, not only for, for pain, but for health. We can help people in different ways than we normally do it. And it it could be even a one-time consult for 20 minutes. So, you know, we have this whole thing that we need to be there with them throughout their whole journey. And sometimes I am like, I, I like that. Like I said, it is a relationship thing, but we also have to see, you know, how can we get to more people? How do we get to populations, which is, all about this prevention and health promotion. And it's relationships. It's relationships and and it's 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 you know, listen, a lot of people don't have the ability to pay a copay every visit. Sure. Let's be real. Like they don't have yeah. the time, the money, the energy, the support to be able to do that. So why not make it very accessible for people to call up a hotline and say, hey, you know, I, I just started with this back pain because we all know we need to do it early. And we need to educate people about that. So if I, I can stem that tide from, you know, that let's look at a, a wave. I could stem that wave from breaking, you know. If I can make it a smoother, you know, uh, smoother waters, so to say, you know, I've done my job. And it's been, you know, what I'm saying. It's like, you know, I think we have to look at various ways to to, to just be alongside people.
0: The only way you get there is to convince someone in convincing someone that this is to their benefit is what you started with
1: yeah.
0: is relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to thank our friends at Owens Recovery Science, a single source for PTs looking for certification in personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training and the equipment you need to apply BFR properly in your clinical practice? Find them online at OwensRecoveryScience.com and their new podcast, Owens Recovery Science Podcast on iTunes. Uh, You say you've got five elements, the most five important elements Mm -hmm. to improve over-medicalization in healthcare. I wanted to make sure we got to these five. All right, so so Um, lay it on me, what's number one? What's the most (laughs) element in this five to improve over-medicalization in healthcare? What is it?
1: (laughs) You know what, Um, that's a good question. And you know, I think as PTs, we're wired a certain way to give a certain answer to this question and you know where i'm going with this but i would say really if health is is the goal i'm going to start with connection like we talked about i'm going to go to social i'm going to say that like if you make health fun and again this is stuff that i haven't invented there's a lot of people a lot smarter than me mike eisenhower all the people at at the academy of prevention and health promotion they wired they taught me this Um, I spent a lot of time with it and, and, uh, again, you can see that you can see that when you look at, just look at mortality, right. And you look at all these things that affect mortality from exercise to blood pressure to, um, seeing your doctor to nutrition, to all sorts lists go on and on. And they measure all these. The research keeps on coming back that social connection is the number one that is related to health. So, you know, again, go ahead, Jimmy.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, what have we noticed in the last 18 months is one of those yeah. things that we're like, well, we're safe, yes, but if we're not socially connected, wow, we, we realized that. We yeah. lived that number one way to uh, improve over-medicalization in the healthcare system. Absolutely. We lacked it, I should say, in the last 18 months.
1: Absolutely. Well-being uh, has been, everybody knows this, again, severely affected from the pandemic, and I'm concerned. I'm concerned about loneliness, isolation. These are these are social, these are public health threats. That again, if you really want to be in this space, we have to think about how do we, how can we, what can we do about this? Okay. You know, and I I do think, um, you know, obviously we had to be creative and get on Zoom and and meet outside and and do all these different things. Um, I think we have to tell our patients that they need to know that 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 that, that social connection is so vital to health. And, and I I'll, I'll tell you one of my favorite ways to, to exercise. I, I have a group. You've probably seen me post about it cause I'm so, I'm so into it. It's called F3 and it stands for fitness fellowship and faith. It's a national organization. And I'm telling you through the pen, I've been doing this for over two years. It's free. Okay. Talk about an upstream intervention that I had nothing to do with. Okay. Upstream free held outside social connection, you know, guys are like literally going that are depressed, struggling with mental health. They're, t- they're talking about their issues with their friends. I'm telling you, the guys that came up with this down in North Carolina, they know health and you don't have to be a PT. That's a big thing that I'm learning The more I'm in is that you don't have to be a PT to be a huge part in fixing health.
0: If someone does it better, and this is like, you know, not a warning, but it's an observation, which is if someone is doing it better, people don't, people aren't looking at those letters after your name, right? They're looking for connection, do they know you with a relationship? And then, what can you do for me in the yeah. in the, A lot of times, I see PTs trying to sell those letters after their name, and I understand you need you do, you you put a lot of your identity into your degree. I get yeah. that. I was there with you. I got one of those degrees too. Gotcha. Uh, don't sell me the mattress. And the mattress in this case is your is your degree. Uh, the mattress in this case is your is your interventions. Sell me what I can do with myself. Right? Yeah. Be my Yoda.
1: Absolutely. And, and health me. health should be like access to health should be free. So when I saw this and I started going, I started meeting guys, you know, I lead every once in a while. We all, it's a peer led group. Um, You know, I was like, man, this, this really has all these factors like that I believe in, you know, um, and it was such a a brilliant way, a simple way, um, you know, doing high intensity exercise outside with guys, you know, building your resilience physically, mentally. Um, I just thought it was a great way, a great example of what, Sure, an upstream approach to health is
0: all right. So that's number one: social connection. Moving, yes. on, to moving on, moving on, okay. moving
1: on. Okay, we'll go to. Uh, I'll go with number two, which is the capacity we said to endure. So resilience. Okay, and this is again a complicated topic. We could spend all episode talking about each of these elements in in depth, but we we know that resilience is built around a number of different things. It's physical resilience, you know. Can you? Are, are you robust? Are you lifting enough? Are you doing different things so that you can, you know, meet the demands of your life and your family and your work? So it's physical resilience. It's definitely mental resilience. Like, are you challenging your brain to think differently? Like that. Um, definitely um, emotional resilience. So like that. You know, being positive and, and mindset, which I think is huge, and I will get into that because that is so important to health. Um, it's part of up being upstream. It's just just helping people with their mindset and, and finally, social resilience. These are all different ways we can, you know, I look at people like there's so many good examples of, of the capacity to endure. You look at Eric Legrand, we talked about, you know, I've had patients that are, that have lived their Holocaust survivors, like. What was, what did they have inside of them that allowed them,
0: right? What was the difference between them? What they endured in somebody else. It's that resilience.
1: Yes. But we all have the capacity. That's what I tell people. It's like, we all have it in us, but we can look at so many good examples of, of uh, the capacity to endure and learn from it. And again, you know, we have, we are teachers. I feel like uh, we are coaches and I think people sometimes might look down at that, you know, but I think as PTs, as healthcare professionals, as upstream health professionals, that's what we're doing. So we, okay. we're, we're, you know, coaching should not have a negative connotation, It should have a positive connotation. And I think, essentially, at the core of what we do, I think that's important. So
0: social connection, resilience, number two, yep. number three, on the list to improve over medicalization, what is it?
1: Uh, it would be fuel. Okay. So how do we, you know, what what's the types of foods and, uh, and, and liquids are we taking in our body so that we can, again, meet the demands of, of our exercise, of our work, of our life. And how do we, you know, again, getting upstream, how do we eat a certain way? So we don't develop some of these chronic diseases that we know are lifestyle based that are based on, you know, the processed foods, the inflammatory foods, all this stuff. So, you know, I don't preach really any particular diet per se, like, I talk to people about how do we just nudge, how do we push the needle a little bit, you know, so that, you know, you get a little healthier with your eating habits, so, you know, eating more fruits, eating more vegetables, like five a day. Get up to five a day. If you're not doing that, you need to do that. Five a day.
0: Fuel on the list, gotta be what you're putting in your body. Number four, okay. what's on your list?
1: Okay. Um, it's gotta be recover. And, um, you know, again, I've learned from some awesome people in this regard. Katie, Sansa Khan, um, she's published some great articles uh, on this topic of, um, how PTs can engage in health promotion through recovery, you know, um, you know, again, you know, I, sh- I've struggled with insomnia for a little while, so I get it. It is tough. You can't just tell people like, Hey, you know, sleep better. Like it's so easy, Like, there's millions of people struggling with insomnia and other health related, you know, sleep related issues. Um, but there are certain things in our life that are challenging our ability to recover, you know, um, and and, you know, the light that is constantly around us 24 seven, you know, that, you know, reduces our melatonin, um, you know, our, our phones, obviously our, the TV, Netflix, I mean, again, we can go on an alcohol. I mean, you know, listen, you know, we, we have to think about stress reduction. So that is a positive. However, you know, too much, too much booze, you know, you're not going to get, you're not going to get that deep sleep. So, um, you know, um, so recovery, I think is like one of the most important areas that we need to learn more about. We need to educate our communities about our patients about it's, 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 uh, it's super important. And, uh, why we sleep. If you haven't read that book, Matthew Walker, awesome book. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. It will, it will, it'll, it'll shock you. And it'll make you consider this and start nudging you towards better recovery and better sleep. So, All right.
0: I don't think I'm a list five ways to improve over medicalization so far. Social connecting, resilience, fuel, recovery, and
1: come on. I'm a PT. I, ha- I had to leave move for the last one. It's got to be move. Like, I don't know. I use these like quotes. Okay. You know, motion is lotion. Everybody's used that, right? You have joint pain. You need to move. You need to get the blood flow going, right? Um, Mike Eisenhart uses this quote that I love movement is a window into your future health.
0: Ooh, I like that.
1: I love it. Okay. So, you know, what's happening during the pandemic? You know, I've seen two, two, two different areas with my patients, people I'm engaging with. You got people that have working from home that have a little more time on their hands that are moving more, moving better, taking care of their health a little more. That's, that's half, I'd say half the bucket. You got the other half, they're not commuting, which, thank God, because commuting, I, I do think, is not a healthy thing. But, you know, you have to do it. But with these people that are now not commuting, their their employers are burning them out. They're working them more.
0: And they're not you know? moving. Much. And
1: they're not moving. So they're right. like literally on call all day. And I'm seeing these people come in. I have back pain, knee pain, hip pain, foot pain. I mean, you name it. They're just not moving enough. And movement is just... Movement's everything. Movement is life, and you know we all know the benefits of movement. And you know, again, if if, one, if my patient takes one thing and they leave the door, they're gonna know all the benefits of movement. They're gonna start figuring out ways to move consistently in their
0: life. All right, so there's the list for Mark: uh, social connection, resilience, fuel, recovery, and of course, the PT move, which is saving move for last i like that there's a social media graphic i can already see the team working on it which is those ways to improve over medicalization i gotta give a nod mark we just got back today's wednesday as we record and broadcast just got back from apta centennial in washington dc uh apta's new vice president of clinician integration and innovation friend of the show drew Contreras, former president yes. under uh obama and biden he was i don't know if you mentioned this uh, First Lady Jill Biden showed up. Did you see this online? Yes. First yeah. Lady Joe, Jill Biden shows up to the future uh, in PT Summit, you know, drops 15 minutes of fire and bounces out, gives a nod to Drew. Drew was the guy. He, he set that up. I mean, I don't know if he's going to take credit for that, but he obviously set that up. They ju- Drew just announced at the future of PT Summit. I'll bring it up on the screen. This is a yeah. really, really cool initiative, which reiterates – most of the things that you were just talking about right here. So you can check this online at apta.org. It is called their fit for practice initiative. I would highly suggest you go online and sign up because you're going to get resources. This is not for you to help improve your practice with your patients. This is not for clinical practice of things that you'll do with your patients. This is for you. And I'm talking to the physical therapist, the physical therapist assistant this is caring for the caregiver. So, APTA taking, I think, a move right out of Mark's playbook, which is how are you taking care of yourself? If you don't do that, you're not going to be good, any good for anybody. You're going to burn out.
1: Yep. I love I
0: love it. I love it. I love and like I'm, I'm on the website right now, just, I mean, you know, right here, they're, they're talking about prioritizing physical strength and mobility, sleep and nutrition, mental health and stress management, professional development, and practice management. I mean, there's Mark's list in a different way. Yeah. So if you go online, apta.org, look up Fit for Practice. You can sign up to win uh, – excuse yeah. me, sign up to uh, to get these emails. It's going to be resources. We may – I cannot confirm or deny Drew Contreras coming on the show very shortly to talk about this. I mean, I guess I'll confirm it. I won't deny it. That's what's going to happen. Um, but I thought that was really, really ap- apropos, yeah. uh, as we say.
1: Hey, Jimmy, I'm just going to give a little uh, shout-out to, um, to uh, Proactivity Associates, um, Basecamp. And the APHPT, because again, I have adopted these elements in my life personally, and for my practice and community. So I believe in this, but this came from them. They started it, I've adopted it, and I'm spreading it. So, you know, um, again, not not to say this is Mark's elements, you know, I just want to give credit where credit is due, because it, really, it's changed the way that I practice. I used to be very, you know, much manually based biomechanical. And I, you know, again, I still am, but I take that wider lens of, you know, zoom in, zoom out, you know, don't just look at the shoulder, look at the whole body, you know, look at the, you know, what, why did that happen? What's the, root? how do we get to the roots of the problem? I think everyone should have that conversation with their client and, and, you know, again, set it up from that first conversation. Say, listen, you're coming in to see me. You're here for your shoulder. Okay. But I want to let you know that we're learning a lot we're learning a lot about how sleep can affect pain we're learning a lot about how, how movement affects pain we're learning a lot how um the foods we eat can either lead to inflammation or reduced inflammation so if we talk about these things you may not have you may not have had this before you may not have heard this from your physical therapist but this is what you're going to get when you come into my office this is when you come into. Any of
0: our offices, they might not have heard it from any. We cannot assume yes. that a patient has heard this from any healthcare provider. Yes, we can't. We can't assume. Yes. there was a great graphic, and I gotta find it. I'll see if the social media team can get it. It was from the future and PT Summit. I think it was from Jasmine Tools mm-hmm. presentation. She gave a great presentation. God, was oh. it from her presentation? I'll find it. But it showed how many minutes in the in the year there were, and that's from Hamilton, right? I forgot yes. the song, whatever. And essentially, they're like we 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 could be with our patients for a hundred of those minutes, and that is a fraction of their year. Yes, yeah. but we can't assume that they've heard any of these things, any of the th- the five things that you Absol- listen.
1: Absolutely, and they're going to think it's actually they're going to think it's strange, quite honestly, because they're coming to you for pain, sure. you know. But I think it's all about expectations. Can you manage the expectation? And if you set that up for the beginning, listen, I'm here to get you as healthy as possible, so you don't need to be in the medical system. If you set that from the beginning. When you start to have these conversations, it's not going to seem like it's coming out of left field. You know you, what I'm saying? You bring up so, a very
0: good point, which is setting expectations, yeah. right? And that is, that is the key, I think, is paying attention to your audience, understanding what they know, and then what you can bring to them. Yeah. I talk about this a lot in communications, but it is the exact same thing. Yeah. You are communicating with a human being. You need to set those expectations. I got two more questions for you. You ready? Yep. Yeah. One, this is what I want to hit before I I'll let you give a nod. To uh, academy of prevention and health promotion therapies. Um, yep. How can PTs guide patients to the path of health and wellness? We touched on this a few times, but if you were if you were talking to a brand new clinician, somebody who had just graduated a new yep. a new graduate professional, and they said, "Listen, I, I'm buying in on everything you're saying, but mm-hmm. give me one or two nuggets on like where they can start mm-hmm. to guide patients toward health and wellness, not just reactive but proactive."
1: Yeah. Um, so first of all, I'm always willing to have a conversation. I love this stuff. I, I I literally, this is why I do what we're doing right now. It's just, it's something I care a lot about and I want to spread it as much as I can to whoever. So I'm, I'm number one, I'm willing to have a conversation. Number two is you do need to educate yourself because I'll be honest before I started learning about nutrition, it was a topic that overwhelmed me. I didn't feel I was competent enough to do it. Um, you know, uh, so, so definitely, educate yourself. Now there's a lot of ways to do that. Okay. Um, Patrick burner, a fuel physio, I'll give them a shout out. He has a a course you can take on, on fuel. that is awesome. It's a, it's an online course. It's 50 bucks. It's a minimal investment. Learn about that. Read Katie's article about prevention and health promotion and sleep. Those are two nuggets right there that you can do. If you really want to dive in a little more, and this stuff excites you, you should take a class. There's a couple of different levels with aphpt prevention uh, academy of prevention and health promotion therapies aphpt.org and take a class that's how i got into this i had the conversation with mike he was offering a class i jumped in and this changed my it changed my whole practice
0: all right last thing so, i want you to do for the audience yeah. explain explain what you were just talking about academy of prevention and health promotion therapies explain what it is and give them one reason okay why they should look into it and join.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is a group of upstream health professionals and PTs, OTs, psychologists. We're trying to make it a little more uh, interdisciplinary Um, who want to do things differently, who want to move upstream, who want to affect community health. So you go to APHPT.org, just go on the website, look at the different options for engagement. The reason you should do this is, is the community that's there. We learn from each other. We share with each other. I'll tell you one thing I got from this was there's, we kind of break out into teams. There's different projects we do. Okay. One of the projects was developing a health behaviors assessment, which I use in the clinic with every patient that comes in. So I can have the conversation with them about this stuff. This group did all the research. They made a, they came up with this um, health behaviors assessment developed it. And, and now a lot of people are using it. So again, the community is the reason you should do it. Um, there's a lot of great initiatives going on there and a lot of them, quite honestly, we, they overlap, you know, um, I love what the Ajima Institute's doing. I'm all in support of them. Um, there's, uh, there's different, uh, health coaching certifications that are doing it, doing great stuff. Um, the guys at, uh, ice physio, there's a lot of good people doing great things. you know I think we need to learn, we need to collaborate, work together because a lot of us have very similar interests. and to be honest, the more people that are on this bus, the more we're going to move that boat or bus upstream.
0: Uh, check out all his contact information in the show notes of this episode. Website is jerseypt.com. And again, the Academy of Prevention and Health Promotion uh, Therapies. We'll share the, uh, the, uh, the website for that as well. Uh, Mark, are you ready to do three questions? Love it. Ready. Three questions. We'll do that. All right, three questions is brought to you by our friends from Fusion Med Staff. As a physical therapist, you have a unique set of skills. You know that. With your in-depth medical knowledge, fine touch, confidence... You're sure to make a huge impact on your patient's recoveries and long-term care. Move forward in your career, maybe as a travel physical therapist. Do it where you want to go. Start your journey at FusionMedStaff.com. That is FusionMedStaff.com. Leaders and hashtag travel physical Therapy. All right, Mark. Three questions. We always start with the where question. You're obviously wearing the uh, the Scarlet Knight shirt there. You're from Jersey. Uh, but where's somewhere in the 50 U.S. states that you wouldn't mind going and doing it as what you do for a little while? Where, where's the location you, you'd like to get to?
1: I have a sister who lives in Seattle. She's a family doc, um, geriatrician. I love Seattle. It's good. You got the water. You got the mountains. It's It's awesome. I love it.
0: Good area, good area. All right, that's the what? Uh, excuse me, that's the where. Now I want the what. What's something you'd suggest to the audience? A book, a movie, a podcast—just something they could go out there. Doesn't even have to be PT related. That you think the audience would get value from.
1: Okay. Well, you know, you just you just teed this up for me like like a like a drive on a golf course that it's a perfect day. There's no wind, and I hit the perfect shot. Okay, it's upstream. The book. Okay, this book. And my friend Lisa Van Hoos, um, we we kind of bonded over this book. And let me tell you, once you read this book, you're gonna look at everything and be, man, how do I get upstream? You gotta read it because it's it's not just about you know just uh, you know PT and, and and health. It's about everything. Love so it's, uh, it's a great book, The Heath Brothers.
0: Love Ooh. it! Oh, Chip and Dan, yeah, they've got a lot of good books. Those are smart. A
1: lot books. of good books.
0: Uh, last uh, question on three questions is a who question. Who is someone the audience should know more about?
1: Oof. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, with Jasmine Tools, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, I wanted to bring her up during the podcast because she's another example of someone who got who is getting upstream. She is working with kids at a young age, teaching them about health, or how to be healthy, okay? How can you go in a profession where you can help people? I mean, this is like everything that I I talk about. She's doing it, and I love it. And and uh, I always, you know, when I can, give her a shout out because she's doing the work. And um, if you can come up with ideas like Jasmine's, you are doing this type of work, and she is killing it.
0: She just talked at the Future in PT Summit for uh, for APTA Centennial. Um, I want to get her on the show. I'm putting that out there to the to the team in the background. She gave a great presentation. Just, I mean, just present presentation was, not even content was, great presenter. Did some great work with uh, Girl Scouts and did it very strategically, from a healthcare perspective. Very, very it's, cool.
1: it's called Explore the Magic of Motion. That's her website and. Uh,
0: yeah. Very smart. Yeah. That's right, three questions again. Fusionmedstaff.com. Leaders and hashtag travel physical therapy. Let your PT career take you where you want to go. That's three questions. Last thing we do on the show is the parting shot. Parting Shot is brought to you by our friends from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy, leaders in orthopedic PT. That's the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy, orthopt.org. Now, with current concepts of orthopedic PT, your fifth edition. Uh, Here's what this is. A perfect resource for several several stages of your career. If you're thinking about that OCS exam, it is the perfect roadmap from wherever you are to that OCS exam. Get you there confidently and competently. Maybe you're in clinic. Maybe you have that OCS. You want that resource. You want to know what the latest is. You can get that. All right. Just stay abreast of what's new. They've got the experts on it, always bringing it to you. Again, current concepts of orthopedic PT, Available now in volume five at orthopt.org. Parting shot, Mark. No pressure or anything, man. Last chance for a mic drop moment. What would you want to leave with the audience as we wrap up today?
1: What I would like to leave the audience with is think about your community or surrounding communities that may not have as much resources and think about how you can get upstream. I think there's so many ways to do this. We have, we can share health information. We can do screenings. We can do fun, uh, five K's. We can, um, we can get on a, a, you know, a political board. There's so many ways to engage in health in our communities that you just got to get started because that's what, I, you know, again, there's plenty of times I've failed, don't let don't let anyone discourage you from, from doing this kind of work. It is really important. We need more people doing it. Um, you can be a difference, you know, you can be a difference in the clinic. You can be a difference in your community. So just, just start doing the work just, and if you don't know where to go, just, you know, talk to somebody and you, you know, that may have done it near you or someone else who has done it. I told you I'm always willing to talk.
0: Use that social connection, right? Use that social connection if you want to yep. start doing the work and you don't know where.
1: Yep.
0: Right? Yo, the, the, the Academy of uh, Prevention and Health Promotion Therapies, that's a great place to start. If you don't know, uh, get, that, get that social connection going on. And uh, I like when Rebecca Griffith is chiming in here. She's saying, hey, PT Podcast Book Club coming soon, question uh, mark. Maybe we start with Upstream. Maybe I buy that book on Amazon. And Mark comes back in a month or two and we do book club. Rebecca, are you in? Are you buying this? Are you already on Amazon ordering? I think she is.
1: Love it. Love it. Um, We we actually have a book jam and I I would get yelled at if I didn't mention it. Connie, Connie Johnson started this and we've gone through so many good books. I mean, from Why We Sleep to... We're, we're reading The Art of Gathering right now. So anybody's welcome to join us. I'm going to What's say the that.
0: difference between a book jam and a book club? Is that just a cooler name for a book club? It's a cooler name. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just want to make yeah, sure yeah. that i yeah. a book club, but Rebecca Griffith, I am not opposed. If you want to start with Upstream, Rebecca, I haven't read it, but maybe we can do that. And then I don't know how book clubs work, guys. But if you want to help me, Rebecca, I'm looking at you. She said she's in. Perfect. All right, we're back with Upstream. I'm going to jump on Amazon and order that. Uh, Mark, appreciate the time for this. Glad we got a chance to catch up. Uh, good luck with the Scarlet Knights this year.
1: I appreciate it. I'm a, I'm a big fan, and I hope they do well. And, uh, Jimmy, I appreciate the time. It was awesome. now follow us
0: online. Welcome to the internet, my friend. How can I help you?
1: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PT Pinecast.
0: Alright, show today brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. Brooks IHL offering continuing education courses in numerous specialty areas, six PT residency programs, and OMPT fellowship, as well as challenging but rewarding internships. The IHL specializes in the translation of information from evidence to patient
1: The P.T. Pinecast is a product of
0: P.T. Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by P.T. Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk
1: P.T., drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the P.T. Pinecast. The P.T. Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.